listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from Edinburgh, Scotland. Friends, here we are. Here we are. It's sunny in Scotland, breezy, little wind whipping through the streets, leaves going everywhere, and are we at the precipice of autumn? Please, please, I guess it's all right. I guess it's all right. Smell of Chimneys, stew, pub life, holidays. I can get into it, man. But isn't it funny how September is kind of that like middle place? For example, sunny out, no jacket needed. I almost said no jacket required as a nod to Phil Collins. But the heat's on in my flat, in my B&B. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, what do you wear? What do you wear? Is it jacket o'clock or is it? Brave flannel guy. I think you could get by with the flannel. Will flannels ever go out of style? Have they ever gone out of style? I'd have to say yes. In the 80s when people were wearing Max Hedrum t-shirts and acrylic mesh eyeshadow weird rubber pants. (laughs) Maybe flannels were out. Uh, would Neil Young have fit into the Eurythmics? I ask you this, people. Can you imagine Duran Duran with uh, old, old, old crusty Neil? There is a star in North Ontario. Sweet dreams are, sweet dreams are made of the... Sorry. Segway there. Okay, I just came back from the BBC, BBC Scotland, talking about the film. So I am presenting the film at the Outwith Festival, and that's going to be on Saturday. I'm really excited about this. This is actually kind of a, like a really, a really proper show for me. There's, I'm headlining, there's three stages, and I'm headlining the second one. I believe I'm going on it. I think 10 at night, which is always a good sign <laughs> in Scotland. I'm sure people will be uh, pretty uh, pretty ready to hear some tunes after um, wandering around. I'm, I'm presenting at 5 o'clock in the film portion. I'm presenting in, uh, the, the Rise film in the Carnegie Library. I know Americans say Carnegie, but I think it actually is Carnegie. And so here I am, man, walking around and... It's, I got to tell you, it's been a real, it's been a very different experience uh, being, just traveling anywhere, but I would say namely Great Britain, because when the band was together, before we got on the bus, we stayed at hotels. I'm in an Airbnb, and I wanted to like, talk about that. Like, your relationship can be completely altered um, by the accommodations that you're staying in. I always thought that Britain, I didn't, I I think the whole band, it wasn't just me, maybe Rob knew better, but our day-to-day existence was like Tesco, gas stations, uh, we stayed at travel lodges, and we had this impression of of Britain that really wasn't fair. We were kind of at the bottom, 
like, um, yeah, Costa Coffee, uh, eating at gas stations. I mean, I guess it's just as the same as our country, but we never got to. I'm in this beautiful B&B, you know, I think it's 100 bucks a night, which isn't really far off from, I think, what a travel log costs. I have two bedrooms here. Um, there's really nice art on the wall, and these guys really got it right. I am the, I'm in the Leith area of Scotland. And when you walk outside, if you've never been to Scotland, I take it from me. Um, once upon a time, I moved to Ireland. Um, I, I, I wanted it to be some kind of like nod or tip of the hat to like my family history. So I moved to where my family came to America from. And God, man, I had a tough time getting beat up by kids, uh, always yelling, those broken glass. I mean, I was like playing on the street, so I saw street life. And it is here as well. But man, and I'm not saying anything against Irish people. There's just something so inviting about Scottish people. And literally, I was taking a taxi cab to the BBC interview. And the driver told me like four stories before I got there. And there's just something about this part of the world where storytelling is still so central to their existence. Last night, I met a really great poet by the name of Michael Peterson. Uh, we've come in contact. He reached out, and we are we are collaborating on an evening tomorrow night. He's going to be doing poetry, and I'm going to be doing my set. And uh, we sat and had a wonderful dinner last night, and he was telling me all kind of great stuff. And there's just something so folky about these people. And as we're talking about poetry and uh, life and travel and expression... In the background, there's a trad band. There's an Irish trad band just sitting in the window of the pub that we were in, just kind of like rattling away out their trad tunes, fiddle, all of it. It was just so comforting. And oh man, as a Californian, it's really funny. I have to take stock sometimes because my definition of good and joyous and, and is like outside hammock, friends, fire pit. Uh, walking on the beach and there's always like these vehicles involved like motorcycle or jeeps or the back of trucks and there's just kind of like these endless like this endless summer like romanticism I have of like sitting in the back of a truck and my friends are driving and drinking beer in the back and I was it's so funny I was just in a cab looking out at this this um girl's face and she was at a bus stop and I was looking and I was thinking now that is a Celtic face like ginger hair round um like just exactly like somebody straight out of a set like a you know um you know Lord of the Rings or Braveheart or something like the, the classic like uh Celtic maiden type of look and I was thinking I'm like wow isn't that a funny thing um like little known fact my great-grandfather's from Scotland um, pretty, he's from Dundee and it's so strange being the, the, the children of immigrants that come from this part of the world. It's almost like when the accent goes and maybe the religion, like the faith goes, you're just kind of another white person in America. So here I am looking at this Celtic maiden waiting for a bus. She had no idea. I was looking at her. I was like, wow, like round face freckles the whole bit. And I was like, man, I am really in it. Um, I was at a trad session last night, hearing fiddles and, and an illin pipe, and 
here's this girl who like really epitomizes like you know the the wind and the rain and the camaraderie and then i was like wow in american terms i'm like how do oh shit you put a cowboy hat on that girl and you have her at some party in some small town sitting on a hay bale laughing and hooping and hollering with her friends and listening to country music it's a funny thing being a gringo man there's a fella out there my friend arturo who's in our group he's puerto rican and we talk a lot about race relations and Arturo is a teacher. He's now in Sweden. And we just talk a lot about um, the state of America and race a lot, like, you know, the struggles and tribulations of people. And I was just thinking, wow, it is really interesting when someone like Arturo comes to America, his family comes to America, they immigrate, whatever. Arturo looks like he's from the Caribbean. Dude's tan. He's got that, like, soccer player face, you know, he's got the, the tan skin and everything. It's so weird being white, man. You just kind of blend in just like another white person. So I was very excited to find out through my DNA that I'm Kurdish and a little Turkish and Persian. So this is kind of funny, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually, it doesn't really look like it, but I'm kind of a half, half Eastern, half Asian, Middle Eastern, and half from this part of the country, like the Isles weird though i mean i don't really have a proper name i haven't figured out who this mystery dad is but i just do look at people i mean when you have that inside of you you look at people standing at a bus stop with ginger hair when you're looking out of a cab and think wow i wonder if there's ever any questioning of like where you're from or where your roots are from i guess it happens sometimes with people i really love going to countries because you can see people's physical features um are an extension of years and years and years genetically of being in the same pool in the same place so when i see irish people or english people or scottish people welsh people i'm like wow maybe not everything's right in your life maybe you're not happy but at least you're damn welsh you're welsh and you know it your father's welsh your brother's welsh you people are welsh you speak the welsh language and americans really miss out on that uh so when i'm in a place like scotland that's constantly ricocheting in my head that said Really enjoyed going to New Orleans, whatever, last month, two months ago, and seeing like the like patois mashup of Creoles and French and Native American and African American and former slaves. And I, I, I use New Orleans and Scotland as kind of like the poles, kind of like North and South Pole when I talk about the English language and vocabulary. An accent. So I think this is probably, I think Scotland is probably the most extreme version on one far end of the spectrum for the English language. And because at times I'm like, whoa. And I think that on the far other side, I would say Jamaican is Caribbean English is pretty, pretty interesting. There are times like in Hawaii, like people speak like a pigeon. Um, kind of partially native language mixed with uh, with English. I think that that's fascinating. And I think New Orleans is an interesting mashup as well, offering like little, little words and passages in French and sayings that they still use. So um, yeah, New Orleans, Jamaica, and Scot Scotland are probably the most like extreme cases of accents in the American language. Okay, moving on. 
So what am I doing here? So yes, Michael Peterson and I, he's a poet. He's a lovely guy, really talented guy. He's bringing a whole host of like Scottish musicians down to my private um, secret pop-up show for just friends and onwarders and word of mouth. I'm not promoting it. So we're doing that whole shindig tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. Um, and the night after, sorry, the day after will be me presenting the film. And then I'm headlining and I just can't wait. Like, there's just like a jolly goodness about this part of the world that, I mean, haggis, people make haggis jokes. I think I had it once. I don't know. Maybe not for me. Um, you see scotch in its element, whiskey, as they say here. And it's just like, it makes so much sense. I was in Inverness a couple years ago doing, a, um, I think it was the Belladrum Festival. Man, anybody been to the Highlands? Raise your hand. Now, me doing podcasts and kind of rambling on about yet another McCarthy ramble, it's interesting to me because basically like when I'm speaking onto a region that people, you know, already know, I feel like, okay, yeah, we're interacting and talking about a region. But I, I often think about what about that person that's listening in Idaho or Seattle or Mexico that hasn't been here? And I like to try to illustrate and paint a picture of like um, culture it means a lot to me. So that's kind of my itinerary. Thank you, BBC, for having me. Uh, I want to send a special thanks to uh, Stelios and Nina in Koblenz, Germany. Stelios helps me out with my bike. I don't know how this dude does it. He's like extraordinarily gifted with mechanical things. The dude changed a tire, helped me out with my motorcycle. And when mechanics, like a couple years ago when I was on that rambling Spain to Romania and to Bosnia on my motorcycle thing, the mechanics couldn't figure out what was wrong. And our fellow community man, Stelios, figured it out and the mechanic couldn't figure it out. So it was really nice to be at their house with their cats. And thank you to him for waking up at fucking five in the morning to drive my ass to a train station, which I took all the way up to Dusseldorf, which got me to Birmingham, which I had a layover. And then into going out to dinner last night with Michael, which was great. So thank you, Stelios and Nina. Um, I'm doing something a little different. I have a moment of it. I have a free night. I'm going down to Wolverhampton. From Wolverhampton, I'm going to go to Manchester because I found, frankly, I found a really cheap flight that's direct. Um, sometimes layovers, they're generally in Dublin or Portugal. Um, they can be painful, man. The, the ones I was seeing were like five hours. So... I'm going to take a direct flight from Manchester and I'm, I'm opening up the evening like if any honorators want to get dinner and I've had some awesome responses. Manzar's coming, Emma's coming, um, hopefully Rebecca's coming and just, you know, the more the merrier. That's what I say. Short story behind that. Once upon a time, I was in Germany and I was on a solo tour and... It, they had, they're really generous in Europe when they um, give you catering. So they'll bring back like a whole kind of barbecue tin type of thing with aluminum foil over the top. And it's too much food for me. And I just, I played this show. There was some really lovely people there. People there and I did something I'd never done. I was like, listen, rather than go to a pub, do you guys want to eat? And one of the joys in my life 
And these are these kind of mysterious things that you don't know you're going to love that you try it once and you're like, wow, that's it. I had everybody backstage. We're all sitting around this big, long table, almost like a Thanksgiving or something. And I put plates out for everyone and I came around with a ladle with like a spoon and served everybody dinner and thanked them for coming to listen to me play. And it was like this amazing experience. It felt so good to 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 be of service and like to put food in people's stomach. It just felt great. So um, we had another experience. God, where were we? This could have been London, and I think it was the film premiere in the spring. We all, <laughs> a bunch of us all got together after the premiere, and we all went out to Chinese food. And there's just something about dining with people that feels really good. Um, so Manchester, um, Manzar is figuring out an area. Other people are suggesting, I think we should all got to eat. So if anyone's in the area, you're welcome to come sit at the old table with the crew. And just talk about life and share life together a little bit. Um, after that, I'm going back. I'm going to be working on my website. I hope to see Christina tomorrow night. Um, we're going to be talking a little. She's kind of helped guiding me a little bit on how to do this. I'm not a tech guy. But um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing her. I'm looking forward to singing for all of you. And I'm looking forward to getting this film out to yet a whole other host of people. I think... Uh, we were talking a little bit, the, the programmer lady at the BBC was saying, you know, it's so nice to have somebody in from out of the country because we get kind of wrapped up in Edinburgh and, uh, and Glasgow, right? And I was like, it's the same thing in New York. You think that like <laughs> all the jazz that came out of New York, those guys were up in Harlem, um, they were uptown, they're in the Bronx, uh, they were in Queens. Like those guys didn't always get to travel. They did ultimately in the long run, but like that's a provincial thing. So it is, it, you know, it is really beautiful to pass through, and it's a it's a an honor, a joy, and a privilege to do so. And um, I I was talking on the radio today about the film, and the, and it's always interesting to see where like what <laughs> what point of entry um, someone who's interviewing me like what, what which one they choose. In the early days of of Augustine's, it was like some people didn't really quite know how to deal with a. Um, I guess a biography of a band like the one that we had. So people would go blood and guts right in there or they wouldn't. They would kind of kind of go around the subject. Some people respectfully did it and some people very clumsily, um, you know, hello, we're sitting here with Billy McCafferty, Eric Henderson and Robert. And they would screw our names up and it would start the interview in such a bad way. Uh, but... It was, it was nice. The guy was very, you know, it was a quick interview. It wasn't long. And what we chose to discuss was actually what's surrounding the film. And the more I look back on that period, I cannot believe um, post losing somebody, being in sort of a de like a vast expanse of my own struggles, that we had this record. I can't believe that this record, it was up to $70,000. We didn't know how to pay it back and to assume responsibility for that debt. Um, and going forward to 10 songs that another band, I mean, Eric and I, and two other guys had made and then going out as a two-piece, it was crazy. When I think about it, it was crazy. I talked today on the radio about being a caretaker, uh, a carer, and taking care of the 
the elderly and the disabled like before we got signed. After that, I started working on a truck, but I mean, I was, I was making no money. I was traveling all the way out. I was working in Harlem. I was working at Roosevelt Island and just don't know honestly how we did it, guys. I really don't know how we did it. So kudos to Todd. I know it wasn't an easy journey, man, but wow, what a thing to, when we, when we choose that point of entry and that, you know, like kind of pulling that up into pulling that into focus like that time. Yeah, man. Uh, no money, nothing but hope and fumes. And look where we are today. It's funny because I've had some moments with the new record where I'm like, God, all right, Spotify, what do I do with this? Uh, um, these things are music and books and all the films are really expensive. Very difficult to cut corners on stuff like this. And you've got to like fork it over the money and do it. How, but how do you like make it go towards the next project? Like the book that I'm going to start next year. It's really, really difficult. And there's been times where I've been on fumes. Like I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I guess, um, like I said, being in a kind of a crossroads or a little bit of a wilderness period, something that works for me is just try to help others until you figure it out. It seems like a way to minimize and mitigate more confusion and it's grounding and it helps you get centered and aligned with your own mission on this whatever 70 point whatever years that we have on this earth so that's what i've been doing i'm really looking forward to doing this um this fundraising benefit show for tiny changes when we get back to new york it's going to be really nice to just collaborate with eric and rob again I have my edit from Spain and Colombia. That whole film is done. I just got that back. And I'm really excited to roll this out. I'm talking to different people about different label stuff and different release stuff. So I'll be mums the word on that. But I'm basically checking out different ways to kind of do this. We can kind of do it independent and quiet and put it out. Or we could merge and work with somebody. I guess I'll make that decision as I go, but as I said last week, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. Like, I put a lot of time and effort and resources into this. I want it to do the best that it possibly can. Felt really good to hear a song of mine on the radio today, and the guy Grant was fantastic. So with that, friends, thank you so much. Feel free to DM about Manchester and wish me luck on these shows. I'll be in touch on my onward page and thank you everyone for your support man and this is talking to Ulrika in uh, Germany about this um, we did a really beautiful fundraising show for the book and I was just I was just saying you know the fact this community has been in my life and it's really changed the way I look at um, what I want in my life we kind of, as we get older, we kind of want to start minimizing and removing toxins, right? We want to be as healthy as possible. And you all have helped me streamline this and get centered and get aligned with like my, my inner truest voice. I'm sitting here, I've got a few books and I'm going to, be, I'm going to have them for sale at the, the shows. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, man, I would have never written a book. But you all being there and being... Um, being there and being an ear and hearing my creativity. I just can't thank you enough. So I really appreciate it. Big hug to all you guys. 
and enjoy your weekend. You have been, you have been blah, 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 blah. Let's do that again. Cut. All right. Pause for editing. <laughs> you have been listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from Edinburgh, Scotland. Ciao, Bella. Dark and dusty, the road is kind of rough, and a good road is wedded, and boys, it ain't far off.